he went on to lead, sorry he went on to lead an exciting journey with mom uh, to now make it a haven for all marketing aficionados both literally and metaphorically so dant we're really excited for the session and we hope that you're looking forward to it as well most definitely thank you so much mayor for the wonderful introduction we're really excited to start this going um so before the questions start coming in and the chat box get buzzing i'm going to engage you in a very quick game this is so our members get to know you a little better so we're going to do it in a rapid fire style i'm going to basically ask you a couple of questions and sure. you need to tell me the first thing that comes to your mind are you ready all right definitely hit me okay perfect so the first one one thing every brand should be doing to build an online presence Oh, create content. Not not many brands are creating content in the first place. They are putting ads, but they should be creating yeah. content. That's a good thing to remember. Ah, uh, first thing on the word viral. I know that's a word that you have a lot of thoughts on. <laughs> Usually, very average to low quality. Like very rarely is viral content really good quality as well. Yeah. You know. Interesting. And what's been your recent favorite ad campaign? Oh, recent! I I I love the recreation of the Cadbury ad, the one with the yeah. cricket field. I love Hit that. It's a nostalgic thing, right? Yeah, yeah. And I'm a sucker for nostalgia. I love anything from the '90s, so that's really <laughs> happy. Yeah, I think that's a shout out for all the '90s kids here. <laughs> okay, the okay, long form or short form media? Short form. That's all the attention we have nowadays. Very clearly. Um, okay, your go. I'm going to get a little controversial on this. The last two. Your take on the recent Dabur ad campaign? Uh, Dabur, the Karva Chauth one. Karva Chauth ad, yes. Yeah, I think it's fine. I I think that it should not have been. Wow, it, it, this is controversial then. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I, I think it was fine. Yeah, I don't think that there was strong reason for it to be pulled down. Yeah. But but brands need to be very safe. um they have so much on the line that they can't make yeah. a wrong decision so it's always safer for them to pull it down but individually creatively artistically i feel that it's absolutely fine for them to portray it that's that's really interesting to hear and the last bit is um what do you have to say about this newly termed tech giant called meta wow um of late i've been facing a lot of issues with them so personally in a very grace space with them but <laughs> otherwise um otherwise it's actually very interesting contrary to popular opinion where everyone sort of hating on it but um but they're actually opening up to hmm. to a universe which we we haven't even imagined yet right everyone's still True. trying to understand what the metaverse is going to be like and right. um they are amongst the first ones who will make it happen so it's actually quite interesting no matter how much you can hate on the overall organization for the gray practices but i i think it's interesting next 5 years in store for everyone so interesting times to look forward to for sure definitely yeah thank you very much for these very interesting and uh, candid responses we're going to get started with the q and a very soon but for those of you who joined us for the first time uh we've already shared a bunch of the questions that you asked while registering for the session with sidhan we're going to be mixing up those questions along with the questions you drop in on the chat box today 
So please feel free and start dropping the questions. We want to know how we want you to ask as much as you can for from Siddhant today, and we want to see the chat box buzzing. <clears throat> Siddhant, I'm going to start like drive straight into it you know creates it's buzzing across the internet across social media platforms it's supposed to be value i'm so sorry for a moment Mary. sorry yeah can you hear me now yes, yes i can yeah all right perfect internet issues sorry guys <laughs> okay so uh, i was basically saying that how the creator economy is right now the new buzzword everyone's talking about it across the internet across social media platforms uh estimating it to be valued around 14 billion dollars it's actually opened up opportunities for micro and nano entrepreneurs. Um, they've got ideas, they've got the content, they're coming up with strategies for followers uh, to follow them as well. With the arrival of the internet, we've seen that anyone can become a creator, you know, as long as they have innovative ways to engage with the audience. It's a career path a lot are adopting uh, to make money while pursuing their passion as well. But here's what I wanted to understand that in the last two years, a lot has changed for everybody, uh, including the creator landscape. And we wanted to kind of hear from you, how has it evolved the creator landscape one and what is there to follow in the coming years? So I'd love to hear your thoughts on this. That's quite a loaded question first off. <laughs> but, but, you know, we're all saying that creator economy is a new thing. It's actually been there forever right? Yeah. People have been creating for decades now. And uh, the one thing that has changed drastically is that over the last few years, people have started to realize that, hold on, I can actually make a livelihood out of it as well. Yeah. Right? Um, earlier, there were creators, but the probability of them making a genuine living out of it was very low. And now because of all the new tech that has come in, the probability of creators making life doing what they love to do has increased. Um, and that's the one big difference that has happened. Um, another big difference that has happened is that social media apps and tech companies have realized that they are going to grow only if creators grow. So while earlier they were working towards um, building, building a platform for for brands and ads, now they've started to integrate things which allow creators to grow. For example, the whole thing with Instagram and Reels, it, it makes it very easy for creators to make videos. Without that, the quality of the videos would have been the subpar, right? Um, but that is, they're enabling creators, giving them tools to make creation easy. So that's one big change that has happened is the realization that hold on, we need to take the creators with us. So they're creating uh, an ecosystem for that. Um, earlier, there was, for example, on Twitter, there was nothing like super followers. There was nothing like, um, for example, Spotify launched subscription-based podcasts. Yes. That did not exist until a couple of years ago. But now they're realizing that if creators are thriving on our platform, they're going to bring their audience to us and hence both can grow hand in hand. That's the one big change that has happened. Um, where is it going to go from here on? Wow, again, um, I think that we're going to move from um, everything on social media, even now, like, of course, we're talking about creator economy, but everything is still very, um, look at me, I am here. It's attention-based economy. Everyone wants you to look at them. Look at me. Um, Absolutely, yeah. But uh, 
creator economy will work if it moves to a subscription based economy so it's going to change from hey look at me i got 1 million views to i have got such good content that users are subscribing to it so that's that's a shift which it's in process we've we barely scratched the surface on it but hopefully that's what's going to happen I think Instagram's also launching something very. Uh, they're testing out their subscription model right now with followers yeah. as well. So something very similar on that model, right? Yes, I'm actually looking forward to that quite a bit. Um, and you know, it, the quality changes. For example, every creator, think about it. How does a creator earn money? There, there are just two ways for a many, but two primary ways for a creator to earn money. Either they can um, run ads for brands, right? Um, yeah. which is basically a brand which is what influencers do a brand gives them their product they run an ad for it but that's just compromising on quality and they have to rely on that because subscription as a model doesn't exist in india right now so on the yeah. other hand if the users were subscribing to this creators content they wouldn't have to rely on ad money then they their focus would be on creating really good content which means everyone's happy Yeah, that's true. But I have a question over here. While we've spoken on the creator end of you know the subscription model and how that's actually going to benefit them, um, what's your view on how the consumers are going to take it? Because right now there's a lot of free content that's actually flowing, and they have access yeah. to all of that. Uh, versus now actually monetizing that and them having to pay for that kind of content. So do you see a change in the consumer mindset as well? Again, I wish that that change in mindset happens, but I think we are very far away from it as of now. Okay. Um, for example, I myself have been dabbling with the idea. Um, we we do a newsletter. I've been dabbling. Should it be turned into a subscription model? And the current answer for me is no, because I feel that we haven't reached that stage yet, right? right? And also because when everyone else in the industry is giving free content, no one's actually going to want to um, subscribe to something until and unless they derive some really genuine value out of it. So it's sort of like a chicken and egg situation, yeah. wherein if you're confident enough. in the quality of content that you're creating then people are going to follow right um but for very uh, niche creators that co- confidence to kick in also is a it's difficult right because you're dependent you're making a livelihood out of it so you can't take a very rash decision at the end of the day right. so but it's a chicken and egg situation you have to create really good content to sort of become indispensable um and if you're indispensable then automatically subscriptions come like um you know that that's how everyone acquires users think about uber back in the day uber just wanted to ensure that everyone's um using their app and um, now we've become so used to the app we can't imagine a world without it so people are booking cabs left right and center without checking the prices without checking the surge because that's just the only option available now so it it's a low, it's a small and slow sort of a trend that's going to shift in but you definitely see that happening for the uh, monetization of this sort of a model as well am i right i i i want that shift to happen i'm not sure if individually creators will be able to do it but you know what which is where tech platforms like instagram facebook twitter come in because now they have created that ecosystem right. for users to quickly be able to monetize their audience and i think um, there 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 might be some consolidation as well wherein twitter might say hey you know what you follow 50 of your favorite creators and this is a bulk sort of a subscription model that might happen so it might happen twitter ad free versus twitter with subscriptions 
both models can happen i hope it happens and i think it, it will happen in the west sooner than it will happen over here um a lot west. of things like most other things as well yeah. right um yeah got it um so we've actually you spoke about your newsletter uh, and i know that's a very recent launch that you've done with chitti Uh, a lot of our audience actually wanted to also understand what was the thought process in coming up with the newsletter and like how did you actually come and launch into uh, the content of what you were going to be talking about and just your ideology behind it so if you could share a little bit on that as well there are so many reasons why we felt that that was the way to go there are many reasons um first up we genuinely wanted to be able to deliver really good content which sometimes you are restricted when you're doing it on social media directly because there's only as much attention span you have when you're scrolling on instagram full speed not stopping at anything right you want um, but the newsletter gives you the flexibility to speak to your user for 2 minutes straight up with their full attention span they're not thinking about anything else and um, something that you would have communicated in four lines on instagram the newsletter allows you to really delve deep and really deliver your content in the way you want to deliver it but that is one reason right that you want to deliver good content a much more important reason is that we also started to realize that you can't be dependent on just one platform which many users are right for example if you look at like for example an youtube influencer they are very dependent on youtube as a platform so one day if youtube stops to exist where do you go so it's important to diversify just like investments not just diversifying um make a wider portfolio but diversifying your presence on social media platforms and diversifying where you are reaching your audience it's important and you'll see that each social media app has has like a life cycle facebook was let's go back to orkut orkut was really popular oh God, yeah. <laughs> doesn't exist anymore Facebook was really popular only our parents are there now Instagram has already gone past its peak there's something else which is going clubhouse was supposed to be the next big thing but very few people are there anyway yeah. um so each social media app will have a cycle that goes up goes down but emails think about it it's been there forever it's not going anywhere it's actually that one proven method to reach an audience and um you're not dependent on a social a tech company who decides with an algorithm that okay you make a post but only 10 people are going to see it so you're not um dependent on someone else's algorithm of yeah. whether you can reach your audience or not right you own your uh, you own your community when it's an email um of course whether they open it or not is a completely different game altogether but um so yeah lots of and mailers have made a comeback already so very few brands very few publishers um were using mailers but over the last year many have also started using it so definitely was a place where it def- and more importantly wanted to make it very personalized so which is why the mailer is uh, written by me goes directly i tell a personal story right in the beginning um that really captures everyone's attention um otherwise if it's not personal i feel that it shouldn't be called a chitti anyway then No, I think I uh, I think a lot of us actually love that personalized touch to it. To kind of it feels like a personal story being told. To be very honest, um, so there's one really interesting question that's come up on the chat box by Sanika. Sanika, you'd like to unmute yourself and ask, uh, very similar to what you were talking about in terms of you know the kind of content that's actually going up. Uh, Hi, 
Yeah. Hi. Um. Sorry, I'm actually traveling, so I won't be able to switch on my video. That's all right. Uh. So hi, Siddharth. It's so nice to uh interact with you. Hi, and uh, uh, so I just wanted to know, uh, as uh, a business, so I'm an early stage founder of um fit uh, health and fitness uh, business. So I just wanted to know, as uh as a business, uh, creating content. Um, how do you recommend we draw a balance between uh, creating content that is organic uh, versus that uh, content that is specific to business actions? Like, say, I want sign-ups or mm -hmm. app installs. So, where do we draw the balance? So, my my take on that is that think about a brand like Google. Um, they provide immense value to you on a daily basis. You use Google for search, you use maps for your travel, but you don't follow them on social media at all, right? Because right. they are not giving you any value on social media. So even as a brand, until and unless you're giving value to your user on social media, no matter how amazing your product is, no one's gonna follow you, right? right. And there needs to be a definite shift. Like I said, stop talk, brands, I stop talking about yourself and instead talk about how you can give value to the user. I'll give, I'll give a very legit example. For example, a gym, right? Okay. A gym owner will be very tempted to put up photos of their gym, new equipment, swanky new um, place to come and work out, um, talk about a lot of features, talk about a lot of new offers. You'll be very um, tempted to talk about that on your social media, right? After all, it's your brand, it's your baby, you're okay. emotionally invested in it. But as a user, no one will care for it. What they are going to care is that, hey, um, are you going to give me some tips on um, health and fitness? Are you going to show me some DIY exercises? So instead, if you use your social media to give them real value in terms of just fitness, whatever your industry is about. So if it's about fitness, give fitness ideas, fitness hacks, fitness tips, and then your brand becomes um, synonymous to fitness. And okay. people following you because they are getting value from you and eventually after months and months of giving that value then when you say oh by the way we also have a gym and our memberships are open that's when they're going to have that faith to you know what i trust this brand and i'm going to go join that um, we did something very similar with our workshops for for the longest time um, we did not do any paid workshops per se because who's mad over marketing why should anyone come and see their workshop, what's the value they're going to drive, right? Only after years of providing content around marketing, around social media, then we eventually said that, hey, we are also doing a workshop, we are also doing an online course. That's when people said, okay, what, you've given us good content, we trust you, we're, we're going to come and join it. So I know I drifted away from your balance question, but, but, but that mindset actually works quite a bit, as long as you keep giving value. And then you also talk about your brand feature or your product that, that works like wonders according to me i hope i was able to answer that yes yes definitely thank you thank you so much awesome thank you, uh so i'm just one bit on this as well like you mentioned that there has to be understanding the mindset of the kind of content brands want to create um how do brands also then leverage into the entire influencer and creator economy you know because that's that's there now that's present so how do you kind of look into mm -hmm. leveraging that while keeping in mind what your brand presence and your brand uh story needs to be very candid answer is by leaving them alone 
and <laughs> you know you know why i say that is because brands want to work with influencers and creators but they also want creative control over what they put out which means yeah. that they're not letting the influencer or the creator do what they do best in their own authentic style and all of a sudden it turns from the creator's tone of voice to the brand's tone of voice right um so it happens with us also on a regular basis wherein let's say we are covering a brand campaign um a brand might say that use this particular phrase we are india's largest such and such platform but but that's not the tonality that we usually speak to the audience in the tonality that we speak to the audience in is that hey look at this brand this is what they did creatively and this is why it's amazing and you should read about it um whereas if we were to use the brand's voice the audience also starts losing faith in us so the best way for a brand to leverage an influencer or a creator is by giving them a lot of creative freedom to do what they do best and you know no no creator will actually do a bad job of it because at the end of the day it's their platform it's their audience they are all they are equally invested in making sure that the content that goes out is amazing um but yes from a brand side as well there needs to be a lot of research that needs to go in before you select which creator you're going to work with is their audience even the right audience for you sometimes what happens is that you know um it's very top heavy even the creator industry there are let's say 5 to 10 not even 10 five top influencers in each sort of industry and everyone just goes to them and not there's there's a big middle tail and a long tail which no one's talking about but they also have an audience it might not be very large but that's more relative um th- that's more niche the targeting of that audience is much closer to perhaps what a popular influencer might have whom every anyone and everyone might follow so a little bit of research is very important but yes more importantly leave them alone let them do what they do best got it so it's it's important to do a like have that synergy between the creator and the brand then as well right to kind of understand and see where you're going with it synergy definitely otherwise it all falls apart <laughs> um, but but yes a the target audience needs to be well researched you can't just right. go to anyone and um, creative freedom is also important got it uh we have a lot of questions coming in on the chat box um radhika would you like to unmute yourself and ask uh, some ask your question it's based on the subscription model that uh, santhi were talking about earlier um hmm. radhika please go ahead yeah hi um hi is that uh, hey, thanks hi, for radhika. sharing your insights um so my question i mean uh, when you were discussing subscription models i just wanted to play devil's advocate for a moment and just um bring into the conversation the fact that traditional publishing has been doing subscription models for content for the longest time uh, be it newspapers magazines things like that and we all know that the publishing industry has tanked and has had to innovate completely uh, uh, as a result of this so what i mean what are the chances that this is likely to go in the same direction where initially there might be a little bit of traction but then eventually you know with subscription models not just for content but even for products and things depending on the category people will buy a subscription the cost of acquiring a customer to buy the subscription itself is so high um so do you think that it 
it's kind of like a short lived strategy so let's talk about print media right um, which is subscription based the subscription for a newspaper for like one day it it was like i, I think 1 rupee i think one edition was 1 rupee or 2 rupees maximum so their revenue was not dependent on that subscription money their revenue was still dependent on the ads you saw in the newspaper right um they never moved to a subscription based model because they were still heavily dependent on brands to advertise in their newspapers and now with readership decreasing the sponsors and the brands have moved away from let's say print to online and digital which is why the um industry is in a bad situation right now had it been there had it been just the subscription model and they never were dependent on ads probably the situation might be a little different or at least they would have seen it coming because it's very you would have seen it coming that there's a move happening so the same subscribers would then move directly to digital but they were never able to get that to happen very quickly in today's world when we talk about creator economy and subscription model the idea is always to offset being dependent on brands to offset being dependent on anyone else apart from your own content so that people come to you only for your content um so i think that's one difference and which is why i feel that even with the subscription model it is going to work of course there are always going to be new things which will come in so there will be a new thing 10 years from now which will make all of this obsolete that we are talking about today it will make all of this we laugh that 10 years ago we were talking about a subscription based account on instagram right um but short future i feel this will definitely work there and there's enough and more potential for a lot of creators to do this we are so far away from hitting saturation that the entire country can become um creators that's how much um depth there is to this um and about the subscription for let's say products let's say beauty products you have a subscription for each month and something gets delivered to your door each day um that industry is actually well again not a lot of knowledge about it but a large part of it is subscribe and forget so they and loyalty two things so the good part of it is that brands are betting on your loyalty they want you to become loyal consumers of their brands and hence a subscription model which works a second and unfortunate part of it they are also banking on that the users going to subscribe and forget yeah. this is what we do with a lot of other things as well yeah so if it subscribe and forget it won't work it will fall apart because after a year it will automatically cancel anyway but if it's loyalty and loyalty is based on product quality similar to content quality in this space if that's there you keep on going so yeah i hope i was able to yeah i got it that's that's helpful thank you awesome thank you radhika um very interesting on what you said about how we are very far from reaching the saturation and i think shruti had a question which was very related to that saying how are individual creators actually able to find the space in today's market where everyone feels it's a saturated market uh, especially with the influencers or brands so uh, shruti i hope that answers your question or would you like to ask a follow up as well it does answer but i just wonder if there's something uh, sadant would like to add to uh, individual creators uh, that would be really helpful could you elaborate on that a little bit shruti what uh, sure Sure. Thank you, Sudan, for the session. Uh, basically, I think I wanted to know about, uh, you know, 
yeah, like it's amazing that you're saying this space is far from being saturated, but it's also overwhelming, right? For uh, individual creators uh, in a space with like brands who have like so much budgets and uh, bandwidth and influencers, obviously, who do that on a daily basis. Obviously, their content is more top-notch than others. So any tips for uh, uh, individual creators? There's, there's no taking away that it is definitely overwhelming for creators because creators are essentially mini entrepreneurs who are doing everything on their own, right? A creator is not just creating content, they're idealizing it, executing it, they're doing the post-production, they are the graphic designers, they are the video makers, they are the accountants, they send the bills to the, they do the follow-ups. So one creator is actually running an entire organization by themselves, so it's definitely overwhelming. Um, by, by saturation, I, I, I meant that um, there is space in the industry for a lot of creators and there's very low barrier to entry. That's the saturation that I was talking about. That it's not that, you know, there are enough players already and no one else. For example, let's say the cola beverage space, that's saturated. I don't think if a new person tries to come in today, that's going to work for them. But this space, there's so much potential because um, people haven't even realized what are all the different topics that you can create about. No one knew uh, until five to 10 years ago that, uh, like for example, the gaming, the streaming of gaming, people are just sitting and watching other people play games. And that is an industry on its own. 10 years ago, who knew that that's content itself? It's lit and like people are, gaming influencers are amongst the most popular on the planet. And all they're doing is sitting and playing games. Well, so that's actually a bad way to put it because many other people might say all they're doing is dancing, all they're doing is writing. For them, that's their talent. But, but see, no one knew that that is something that could happen. So there's so much space, um, untapped potential of things that people could want to watch. Um, so yeah, but for an individual creator, I think that um, just prioritizing becomes very important, not losing sight of what they set out in the first place. For example, um, if from, from, from my own example, we set out in the first place to make marketing understandable to everyone and talk about the most interesting and creative things happening in marketing. If, if I lose sight of that and I just keep on focusing on this brand with this campaign, this brand with this campaign, it's not gonna work. Um, so yeah, keeping, not losing sight of that is important. Um, yeah, that's, that's, that's my thought. I hope I was able to answer your question. Thank you so much, that was lovely. You know, there's one very interesting question that's come up from Deeksha, uh, and I have a similar question to ask as well, you know, with uh, what we spoke about Meta being actually the biggest platform right now and actually taking mm -hmm. over a lot of the content. Uh, mm -hmm. For a lot of creators, how do you kind of create content besides being on the larger uh, platforms like Meta? Like, are there more content platforms that are coming up? But what's the sustainability like? And uh, I think even with uh, Deeksha's question where she asks about more mediums and platforms coming up, um, will there be new more and more innovative ways to kind of come up with your content and organically grow your content as well? So just wanted to hear your thoughts on this. Will there be more social media platforms? Definitely, right? Um, and also newer formats. For example, social audio is very new and um, everyone's yeah. trying to get in on it. Twitter has introduced spaces which means that, and if big big tech firms are investing time and money in, in a new format, which means that they're also going to make it happen, 
when Instagram introduced Reels, everyone hated it. I know many of us still hate it, but but everyone hated it that oh, don't want to watch it. But they made it happen, and it's amongst the most popular formats on Instagram already, given that it's been one and a half years, I think, two two years since it since it was launched. Um, even if we talk about Clubhouse, it gained immense popularity and hasn't sustained as much as everyone thought it would. But still, there are already influencers on Clubhouse who are um, running a a mini empire of their own. purely by speaking on clubhouse um facebook has recently introduced pod- podcasts so newer formats are definitely going to come for example social audio um every other day there is a new short video app that comes up right there is the, the, and the, a lot, lot of them indian based there is moj there's chingari there's triller um yeah. there's so many newer apps which are going to come which may not necessarily target the metro and tier one cities but they'll target the tier two tier three cities and like i said there's so many people in india there's always space for everyone um again goes back to the point of saturation there's enough space for creators there's enough space for viewers for uh, social media apps the things are just waiting to happen um by you know by the gift of a camera on our mobile phones has made everything so easy to do 20 years ago if you were making a video first of all you needed skill to just understand the equipment then you needed patience to um transfer that there's so much technicality which was involved with making a video now it's just a piece of cake 10 year olds are making really professional looking videos so yeah there are going to be apps which are going to come every other day i'm hoping that the dependency on just a few big ones keeps reducing it is already reducing but i hope it keeps reducing even more so that um again back to the first conversation creators are not dependent on just one of those platforms they have their eggs across all um imagine the tiktok influencers in india one day overnight it just shut if yeah. if they did not had had presence on the other platforms all of a sudden the livelihood just goes away so yeah it, it's it's a good space um wherein people will see more apps keep coming up so diversification is key to kind of sustain yourself uh, in the long run definitely definitely so important <laughs> you know we faced uh, there was this new there's a facebook issue which happened recently which a lot of entrepreneurs um uh, faced difficulty with some rbi guideline which came which prevented them um for running ads to users and a lot of entrepreneurs on facebook especially d2c brands who are selling something they're dependent on those ads and for like a good month these businesses were not able to run any ads had they and that, the only reason that happened was because they were dependent on facebook ads if that wasn't wasn't the case then they would have still made it work but they weren't able to got it so it's always good to have your ha- hands over couple of platforms there uh diksha actually has a follow up question on what i had asked diksha you want to unmute yourself and go ahead and ask hey yeah siddhant um hi we have hi, spoken, diksha uh, before multiple times uh but okay my question was really if you have your own content platform right for example if you had started madovo marketing today uh how do you get distribution uh, i think earlier it was just social media but um so you could really start a page and if your content was good quality you actually got great engagement uh, which was like 2014 uh but now 
of course so many platforms and uh, you have to start from zero right when you're starting a content mm-hmm. platform so i'm not talking as a creator i'm talking as if you were a new content site which was good quality content but uh, where all can you will will there be better ways uh, to distribute your content uh, or should you be everywhere uh, you know uh, because obviously you want to have organically your own audience like everyone is saying i think uh, just like investors want to get in on startups early on similarly creators want to get in on social media apps early on as well because let's say if we were to create a presence on facebook starting today we would not have been able to do so i don't think anyone can especially organically because those platforms just don't have that organic reach anymore instagram still has organic reach if your content is absolutely great for good content i don't think even for good content i don't think it has good organic reach so as social media platforms mature their organic reach keeps reducing and which is why important to get in on it early on very keeps getting difficult but the good thing is that like we just had a discussion in the previous question is that new platforms keep coming up so you will always get the opportunity to showcase your skill and your talent and your creativity on some social media app and then the trick is that you've built your audience on one of those platforms the key platforms and then you leverage that and take your audience everywhere else with you we did that with facebook our first community that we created was on facebook and um, in 2017ish something like that instagram was not popular it was just a photo sharing app and um, and not even and it was just photos of people like you and me just generally putting up photos and i no one thought that you could publish content there no one thought that you could um have a text on a photo frame on instagram that was bizarre how can you have text it should be a photo of a person um but we started moving our community from facebook to instagram by just telling on facebook hey we are on instagram come follow us and uh, we did the same for linkedin we moved from instagram to linkedin we said on instagram hey we are on linkedin come check us out um and the trick over there is to always have something on the other platform which they are not getting on the previous platform if it's the same it's not going to work you have to tell them here on linkedin we are going to talk about um marketing but from a business point of view something on those lines and that's how we kept taking our audience from one platform to the other and made it work um yeah that helps that helps that makes sense thank All you right. thanks uh, diksha i hope that answer your question uh krisha has an impo- uh, follow up sort of a question where she's talking on the other side of being a creator and uh trying to figure out where to actually be on and what what platform so krisha do you want to actually unmute yourself go ahead sure now. uh hi sudan thank you very interesting session uh hi krisha thank you uh i just so as a creator when i say so while being a creator is not like my full time job because uh, i'm in business so when you know creating on linkedin came naturally from that and that that took off and creating on instagram was uh, more proactive for the writing bit now nowadays as you said there are a lot of smaller platforms coming up right so you have a lot of these platforms reaching out to you uh, to be creators there when they see your work on a linkedin or an instagram but the yeah. thing is how like an instagram blew up so how do you know which platforms make sense to invest time and energy in because each of them take and if you're putting out the same do you like suggest putting out the same content in multiple places or you actually build strategies for different ones like how do you recognize like the next instagram <laughs> for example you 
I wish I did. I <laughs> um, same question, right? How does an investor know which company is going to yeah. get an IPO before the seed round is done? But uh, but no, you'll never know that. Yeah, unfortunately, you'll never know. Which is why, and of course, time is of essence. You only have those many hours in the day to put into your creation. So, which is why you should you already have the answer. You should replicate the same content on the other platforms. The first thing we do as soon as a new platform launches is um, get the user ID before someone else gets it. That's the first thing we do um, because that's just a ten-minute process, right? You don't want your brand name to go away, so definitely you should do that when whenever something new comes up. But replicate content. Even today, we replicate content across all the four or five platforms that we are on because it does not take time. Of course, there's platform-specific content as well, but replication. right in the first go is much easier it's safer um will i am i saying that don't create content for the other platforms of course you have to but um there was this um app called hello i think h e l o um they reached out to us with a very similar thing that you're talking about that hey you know what you're a creator come create content on our platform and um the day tiktok got banned that platform also got banned so like 6 months of work put into it was it just vanished away so you'll never know which is why once it starts growing i wish i i wish i had an answer to your question yakush i feel i feel bad but there's no good way of knowing that no that's very helpful still it at least lets me know what i was thinking was <laughs> the same line so everyone's on the same boat everyone wants to know what's going to work and thank so you basically, so basically it's it's dabbling your hands across platforms and seeing what works and what doesn't work but right. you should always have a primary platform like you should always have one platform which is yeah. your main platform which you know is is where you're going to monetize which is currently instagram for us so if all else if you don't have time for everything else we still ensure that that's going on until and you need to have that one platform where you know you're going to work got it that's so your main prioritize okay thank you <laughs> got it um i'm going to ask one question and uh, this is a lot being spoken on content and you know what should go where and we spoke mm-hmm. about how viral you said is viral content is something that may not be the best kind of content um so your thoughts on what would be a good campaign or content campaign as such that can actually strike you know a chord with uh, the indian market like it doesn't have to be a viral campaign like you said but something that strikes and what should be the ideal inputs for a campaign like that like what would you what do you think would make it work so i i feel that the really good campaigns are actually very simple they are just very relatable right um the content that makes you see, good content evokes an emotion in you that emotion could be of happiness of sadness of laughter of shock and the reason why those emotions come out is because you've related to it in a particular way from your own experience over the last x many number of years um if you don't find think about oscar winning movies a lot of us i don't know about you but at least me they are great movies great content but i just don't relate to them which is why i can't appreciate it because i haven't experienced something like that in my own life um which is why it doesn't work so good content for the user has to be very relatable and in india i'm not it, it, for indian in the indian context it does not need to be bollywood it does not need to be cricket um it can just be very emotion led there's so many emotions which as a country we all um go through together and that can be leveraged um 
but is there any one set formula there definitely isn't Th- think about how stand up uh, comics work right they the reason you laugh at those jokes is because they are saying those things out loud that you're secretly thinking in your mind so the reason why you're laughing at it is because you're like oh yeah i know that but how you said it you know that, that, so it's is relatable so relatable content really strikes a chord i think i like you said and, and it's like how you mentioned you know the cadbury's ad i think for a lot of us was just taking us back to the childhood and that that just became a campaign exactly. that all of us appreciated as well uh, exactly so it's it's hitting the chord and hitting the right emotion for all of us yeah now as a smaller business setup i think a lot of our audience uh, are small business setup uh, founders and are looking at kind of being on that way as well uh they would also like to understand like how do you kind of start with the right kind of content so i think aruna has a really interesting question on that uh do you want to unmute yourself and ask that question yep that'll be great hi sudan thanks so much i love the work you've you've done and i switched from law to marketing you know thanks to uh, platforms oh, wow. like yours that have shared so much knowledge i think all of us like you said you know a lot of content is relatable and it gives us so much so many ideas my question is for a smaller brand when you have limited time and you know monetary resources you want to ensure you build content that sticks around for longer and can also be repurposed in multiple ways so what would be like in your opinion if i as a small business had to choose a um, one platform for hosting content one for distribution and one to you know build that kind of feedback loop what in your opinion would be the right way to go about it wonderful um first of all thanks aruna so much for the kind words and while law to marketing that's quite a jump yeah. um i think it's all about people who love to talk um so i i think that's the common ground over there in terms of yes um you yourself gave your answer yeah aruna repurposing content that's a very smart approach to leveraging all of the different social media platforms um one piece of content which is let's say let's say you create a video which is 30 minutes long that one video can be repurposed into so many different ways across so many different platforms um for example the whole video on its own can become a youtube episode smaller snippets of the video can become a reel on instagram um key takeaways from the video can become a series of tweets on twitter right um if while creating the video you have also done a voice over a narration that can become a podcast episode so if you are really smart about how you are creating one piece of content and investing just 30 minutes into it you can repurpose it across so many different formats in so many different ways and also i think that many times creators are also thinking you know what i don't want to repeat content but repeating content is absolutely fine we do that on a regular basis why do we do that because let's say you have 100 followers just random number you post something on instagram only 10 of your followers are actually showed that post shown that post 90 people still haven't seen it so if you post it again of course after a considerable period of time um another 10 are going to see it with a probability of one person probably seeing it a second time they might dislike it but nine new people are seeing it so it's not a bad idea to repost your best work and not just any content you have to find out what was your best content and republish that take cues from that and create more similar content which you found is already working but um is there a way to 
keep on creating new content and at the same time keep leveraging all your platforms as an individual creator it's very difficult and i won't even recommend it because as an individual you get overwhelmed um you will you you start looking at it from a very transactional point of view that i have to make five videos in five days instead if your approach is i have to, I have to make one really good video in five days your output will be much better so you'd rather have one really good piece of content than five average pieces of content i hope that answers your question aruna thanks so much anytime so it's, it's quality over quantity for sure and always repurposing your content two big takeaways from this point um siddhant another thing i wanted to ask is you know with uh, the social media kind of you know taking over everybody's life these days there's so many trends that keep coming in as well uh, you know there'll be somebody that starts something uh, maybe a different sort of a campaign and a lot of people kind of catch on to it as well now as content creators how important is it to kind of you know start following those trends or is it important to also focus on your content and you know let a trend pass by like how would you kind of balance that out so i actually have a very radical view on it i think that um brands should stay away from trends because you're basically imitating someone else's creativity you are and by doing that you're limiting your own creativity right for example a very common thing that happens these days is that a brand posts something on twitter with a particular hashtag and that's going viral so 100 other brands are going to create something very similar on those lines and then publishers are going to publish about it and but you're just piggybacking on someone else's content you're not you, you are not being remembered for it that's 5 minutes of fame but creating no recall for your users adding no value to your brand so you should it's my personal opinion that brands should stay away from trending formats and and it's become sort of a um self fulfilling um It, this whole space is very self fulfilling for the brands because everything is created by them and their agencies so the ideation starts at the agency then 15 brands are asked to come in together and it's pre decided that these 15 brands are going to talk to each other in this particular way and then this a pre decided publisher who is going to talk about the fact that 15 brands spoke about it in a particular way and then there are 10 other influencers who are going to comment on those posts so there's no real conversation happening it's just a pre-planned series of events that that's just executed by an agency so we're losing creativity over there and not really adding any value to brands per se of course every now and then there'll be one really creative um trend created by a brand which will make them um popular create recall but they're very far and few in between got it so so important to kind of stay true to what you want to do and not just catch on to the trend bandwagon um rinal has a question that she like to ask you um rinal would you like to unmute yourself oh sure um hi siddhant pay pay session i actually manage a creator community one thing that i want to understand is that <clears throat> most of the creators across platforms they manage their own loyal fan base and their own community so in case they are repurposing across platforms what is the best or the top tip that you will give them uh for managing it what is the best what will be your best or top tip uh to manage across platforms let's say if they are on youtube if they are on instagram if they are twitter the communities are going to be very different 
uh, it's not going to be the same people, how they should manage it across platforms? The one simple thing that always needs to be remembered is um, to repurpose that content for the platform, right? For example, let's say there's an Instagram charism, the way where you keep swiping slides. So that works on Instagram, but if you're repurposing that on Facebook, Facebook does not give you the format of a charism. So you can't just republish it over there just as is. So you have to be smart and keeping, keep in mind what that platform is popular for. If there's a long form content piece, you can't just put it on Twitter. Twitter is about sharp, crisp content, simple ideas. So you have to ensure that you take away only that one or two bullet points and publish only that on Twitter. So the one biggest thing to keep in mind is creating content and also repurposing content specific to the platform you're putting it on and not copy pasting across platforms. Yeah, that's very helpful. Thank you. Uh, Siddharth, I have one more question. So it may be a little uh, technical as well. You know, a lot of people mm -hmm. have been speaking about the thousand fans theory, especially in the creator economy. And this is a theory that's been revisited a number of times in the past uh, lot many years. So what's your take mm -hmm. on like the present scenario of how the ecosystem is working? And is it a theory that's still sustainable that can still be kind of followed somewhere? So very briefly, in case someone's not aware of the thousand fan theory, it's basically um, users are essentially told that if you have a thousand loyal fans, you can monetize them and run a healthy business. That's pretty much what it is, right? Um, that's true for a particular month, but it's not true for years and years. Um, I think what you need to do is keep creating thousand new loyal fans every month. So let's say you've created thousand fans last year, by now they are not even following you. It's very rare that the same set of thousand people are your top thousand people across years and years and years to sustain a legit business, right? In one point in time, sure, you have thousand loyal fans. You say that, hey, I've launched new merchandise. They are definitely going to buy it. But just like platforms saturate, your top fans also keep saturating and they move somewhere else. So you need to keep adopting new users, which is like, it's very important to keep adopting new followers every other day, even if you have a million or a 10 million followers, because your active followers, you keep reducing. So you need to keep onboarding new followers, engage with them, make them your top ones. Um, is it true that a thousand loyal fans can help you run a legit business? Depends on how big your dreams and aspirations are. If uh, It's very relative, right? Um, if someone really wants to make a big media empire, then thousands not going to cut it for you. If someone wants to do it as a side hustle, it's definitely going to cut it for you. So it's also very relative. Um, on an average, in one particular month, thousand loyal fans, you launch something new, yes, they're going to lack it off. Got it. Um... Thank you so much, Siddhant. I think that that does kind of add perspective to taking that theory that was established a few years ago and putting it into perspective today. Um, we do have the last very few minutes and we're going to take in one last question for the session. Uh, Deepika has a question on uh, a creator wanting to establish their own voice and how do we go about the how to get the right content in. So Deepika, would you like to uh, unmute yourself and ask that question? Yes. Hi, Sidan. Firstly, it feels a little surreal to see the person behind that awesome Instagram page. A huge fan. But, you know, I, I wanted to ask you, 
I wanted to ask you, as I'm a life skills trainer and I'm trying to establish my voice in that space, right? So I'm creating a lot of content. So, you know, I just want to understand what works better or is there like a mix between very how-to value-based content? You know, this is what you should do, five tips to better communications or life journey, you know, storytelling me kind of content. What works better? Um. See, now, both can work, depends the format in which you're presenting it. So okay, I'm, I'm going to get a little bit textbooky. Every piece of content that you put out and for it to work, they have to, they have to achieve one of the three things. Either it can educate someone, it can entertain someone, or it can inform someone. If it's not doing one of these three, probably it's not going to work. Very broken it to very fundamental pieces. If you look at some really popular, for example, Faye D'Souza on Instagram, she's really popular It's because she informs. That's all she does, she informs. Or if you talk about Tanmay Bhatt on YouTube, he entertains. And then there will be, let's say, let's talk about Madhava Martin, our aim is to educate, right? So these three have to be achieved. Now, the first idea that you told, which is, five ways to do this or something which you're imparting a skill that has a higher likelihood of falling under one of these. And it has a higher likelihood for a user to find a lot more value in. It has a higher likelihood for a user to say, you know what, that worked for me. I want to come back for more ideas. I want to come back for more information, more hacks. Um, but it depends person to person. The second thing that you told, which is life stories, people can find a lot of learning from that as well but it depends on how you are saying it. Are you talking about it in a way that this is what I went through and this is what my learnings were? Or are you talking about it in a way that this is what I went through and this is what you can learn from it? So if you just change the narrative, it can, it. It can, that can work as well. Okay, okay. yeah, super, thanks. Awesome. Thanks. Okay then, I think uh, we're gonna call it a wrap now. We've uh, gonna be overshooting our time a little bit, but thank you so much, Siddhant for a very candid and interesting conversation. I think all of us have actually taken back so much more and learned a lot more as well after this session. Um, definitely a lot of talking points and a lot of things to kind of ponder upon as well and learn back from here. So thank you so much for spending your Friday evening with us. Thank you so much, Mehr. I had a wonderful time. We had such a relevant conversation, which made me very happy as well. Otherwise, <laughs> things can often go astray. But I think, I think um, we had a wonderful time and I personally had a great time. Thank you so much I'm, for hosting. I'm so glad to hear that. And we hope to see you very soon again. Then. <laughs>